And we're here on the Canon Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. I'm so glad that the schedule came out. What a relief. Okay. I wasn't going to get into it till you just said that. <laughs> but I've had enough with this prolonged schedule layout and rollout, and it's sickening. It's, it has no value to the league. It doesn't even keep people talking about the league. These three-hour shows on the schedule, it's just stupid. Put the damn thing out. Just well, release I just want, it. I like what some of the teams did. The Lions had a really cool site, I think, of artificial intelligence. Uh, mainly, surprisingly, they didn't call you for that one. But anyway. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I I think it's okay. Just it gets overdone. It, it, the thing I, that I don't that, that really kind of is kind of puzzling to me is we've known the we've known the opponents for since January 8th or whatever it is. So it's really no big surprise. It's just the order they're going to play them in and who's going to get the prime games. Yeah. Here in Detroit, the thing I was most interested in was the prime games, prime yeah. time games. Which, I, to, me, are, which eh. to me is a even over, even more overrated, but we'll talk about it in a minute. But Peter King, during his column uh, Monday, and he had a podcast on last night, uh, he said about the league, and they spit out fourteen uh, an astronomical amount of schedules that were spit out, like within the last, you know, week or two. So they've had all these schedules to to go through, and it's just a big process that people don't realize, and it's a big mess because you got to see oh, yeah. who's um sites are available for each day. You know, um, if the stadiums are not booked, it's just crazy. But it comes out that they finally whittle it down in the process, and they finally release schedule. This this has to be the latest they've ever released a schedule, though. Yeah, I agree with you. And except maybe one of the when there was a, a pending players' work stoppage or something like that. But no, I, I agree with you. This is the latest I can remember right. it. Now, for the Lions who have not had a prime time and I'm not counting Thanksgiving because that's the grandfather game a prime time game in a few <clears throat> years they did reasonably well better than better than reasonably well they did real better well than, for yeah. a team that was 9 and 8 but they are all of a sudden now the talk of the league and I'm going to talk to you in a minute about if this is good or bad but for right now they're the talk of the league I even saw the guy who put the schedule together from the NFL they saying that the Lions finished last year had a lot to dictate to why they are now anointed as one of the up-and-coming teams, and they were given the – and it is a privilege to go to Kansas City on the first game of the season on Thursday night facing possible beatdown proposition, but they are the one to face them. And um, they should t- – I don't know how you take it. I think you take it as a compliment, but you you got to play now. Well, I take it as a compliment, and you know what? It's in your own hands to, to, to play well, perform well, and, and make it a game. That's a, Look, you're not going there just to – just to be uh, the Washington Generals. You I know, was just, just going to say that. Yeah. 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 No, no, you're, you're not there to put on a show. You're not there to, to win a game. And I, I, I think that the Detroit Lions should have the mindset they had in the last game of the regular season when they beat the Green Bay Packers, kept them out of the playoffs. And and I, I thought that was a high water mark for the Detroit Lions. And let's have another one. Start right. the season. Well, last start season's one over. season, Kenny. The way you ended another. Last one. season's over, and no season goes into another one. That's why. I, I understand what you're saying about that. I understand what people sure. are saying about that. But it's not less than you're going to have a third of the roster is going to be different. you got expectations now. Last year, no matter how you want to call that last game, when that game started, you knew you weren't going to the playoffs. So it's just the fact that, you know, you can take it as you want. I take it as the whole season, not the last game. But the league does, you know, and it was a it was a um, primetime beatdown of the Green Bay Packers to keep them out of the playoffs. So 
happy for that. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not happy with this game, and I don't think they should be playing, and it was up to me they wouldn't. Because if I'm going to play the Chiefs, I want my full roster, and that means Jamison Williams and all those guys ready to go. And he's not going to be there that first game. Well, that's, that's, look, that's part of the penalty process for what he did. Yeah, but that's that's the team the should be penalized for that. Well, it shouldn't, but that's just the way it goes. Okay. What if it had been a couple of the other players who are penalized and, and to miss an entire season? What would you do then? Stop everything till he comes back? No, but I'm just saying he'll be back in six games. I would rather, if I had my druthers, I would, too. I would rather play Kansas City when he's there. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I listen. Everybody should. This is sort of like an injury, except it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Self-inflicted. And I also heard from the, the league guys, I think he said that, you know, playing um, Kansas City, where they, they have a rematch in with the Eagles, but they moved that later in the season for a Monday night game, I believe. They would. They didn't want to come right out with that, and the Bills played there last year against the Rams, so they didn't want to bring the Bills and the Chiefs in. So the Lions were like the third choice, but that's still very impressive being the third choice to go in and play that game. Kenny, two years ago, they wouldn't even have been thought of. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least the, just the idea that just being thought of and considered and then actually being chosen, I think it's a really – it's three steps forward for the Detroit Lions, but it doesn't win games. Right. Well, Dan Campbell was on NFL Network today, and he has said yeah. also that, look, um, we got to play. We'll find out. It's our measuring stick kind of. We'll find out where we're at. We're not going in there to take it. He said the league at least puts it in thinking that we won't get beat down. So that's the way they think of it. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's the right. way he made it sound. So, you know, he's always, like he said, during hard knocks last year, he'll play on grass, he'll play on turf, he'll play in a park, he'll play anywhere. So that's the mentality you got to have. But I want the Lions to have a nice, easy first game. They haven't had one in like five years now to where they had a nice, easy first game to win. And they haven't won a – we talked about this the other day. I don't think they've won an opening game in, since 2017, wasn't it? That was, I know they tied Something Arizona like that, one game, yeah. but they haven't won a game in a while. The one game we thought was going to be easy was that Jets game when Sam Darnold was a rookie and they ended up getting 48 put on them by Matt Patricia's team. So – I just uh, – I don't want to go down 0-1 to a start of a season, but early line is seven points. Uh, Chiefs already, I don't know how they do it, but seven points uh, spread right now. And just a tough game to start. Oh, it's a tough game. Look, it, it, they could play the Chiefs anytime, week one through week 17, at the Silverdome. I'm sorry, not the Silverdome, the Ford Field or Kansas City, wherever they would play, it would be a tough game. But probably it's, it might be a little tougher because it's the opener. But who, look, strange things happen in, in pro football. The ball takes takes strange bounces, and this could be another one. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Now you can quote, you can laugh him if you want to. The team that came in that played the Chiefs in Patricia's year, I forgot which uh, year that was. And when uh, right. Carryon fumbled the ball at the goal line, they ran it back for a touchdown. They lost. They had a chance to win the game on a fourth down play, and they completed fourth it and, and eleven. Won. That team was a better Kansas City Chiefs team than the one you're going to be playing this year. I'm sorry, but if they if they were playing a tight game that game, that was at home, of course, but that Chiefs yeah. team was better than this last year's Chiefs team. That team had Tariq Hill on it. That team was – I think it was coming off of the Super Bowl when they when they played that game, but they were they were a tough team. Remember, that was, that was, that, that was a team, and you played them tough. So, I'll give you that. Well, I can't really see anywhere in the last three, four, or five years where they've been softened up any, but I'll take your word for it. Well, the thing is, they lost players. Though. They lost, right, like I said, they sure. lost Tariq Hill. And another thing, where the Lions might have an advantage, 
They're starting two new tackles next year, left tackle and a right tackle. And that's going to be the first game where those guys playing in those positions for the Chiefs. So if there's anything you can pick on, find out some weakness on them now, Chiefs lost some players over the last over the offseason. Oh, absolutely. That's 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 the part of of, of of winning. You know, you lose players because the guys get kind of the contracts come into play and, and you start losing players. It's just it's just the way it is. Right. So then we go after that. Um, I'm just going to run these through real quick. You can give your um, synopsis on each team. They play Seattle Seahawks again at home for the second consecutive year. This time, they better put up a better defensive showing. That's the second game we've seen. Don't want to go down 0-2. Well, the worst was, what, 48-45? Yeah, it was a high-scoring game. Like I said, they better play some better 48, defense. 48 yeah. 48-45. Week three, uh, the Falcons. Uh, we won't even talk about the Falcons. That's a, um, you know, a team that's trying to improve, too. Uh, the Packers on a, Monday, a Thursday night game which is a prime video game, so I don't even know if you're going to see that here unless you got Amazon no, Prime. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm well, not. usually they might show them on regular TV. They simulcast them or whatever. whatever. Uh, Carolina Panthers the week after that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are games they owe the Panthers after last year to kept them out the playoffs. That's the, that's the game that kept them out of the playoffs. So they owe those guys. And the Buccaneers, I think, are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Right. Then you got the Ravens. I don't know where they are. I, I can't tell if they're going to be good or bad. Is Lamar going to be there by week seven? I don't know. That's a – I don't know. I, so that's a if game for me. I don't know if, what the Ravens are. Who's not going to be there? Say that again. If Lamar Jackson will even be around by the seventh game of the season because of injury. Oh, he's, he's, you know, oh because of injury. Yeah, yeah because of injury. You don't even know he's going to be there. You know, he's there contract-wise. But, it, you know, he hasn't played a full season in the last three. So, you know. Um the Raiders, eh. Well, it's a Monday night, Monday night game, game. Too, and, that, and that a four-field Monday night game. First one since I exactly. believe the uh, that Jets debacle. Could uh, be, yeah, could be right. Now this is where the schedule to me gets good. They have a week off, and then they play the Chargers, so they get a full week off before going out west. And this is their only out out west trip for the year to play the Chargers. I think that that helps them in that game. Right, the Chargers, and then and what is it, the Bears next? Yeah, well, I'm just saying they have a bye week before that Chargers sure, game, so they yeah. have a full week Can't off and be able to get out there. Then, of course, Mike has jumped the gun again. Now we're at the Bears. Yes, the Bears right there. So just the Chicago Bears. Field. I just wanted to make sure you knew. No, okay. the, the New Orleans of, Bears. Yeah, the Chicago Bears. A lot Bears. of Bears out there. Yeah, the Chicago Bears, Bears. White Bears. Right. Then they come back against Green Bay again, which I'm happy that we won't be seeing Lambeau Field in the wintertime because both Green Bay games will be over by uh, November. That's Thanksgiving. Why do they play Green Bay Thanksgiving all the time? There's so many opponents well, out there. Well, they used to play them every every uh, every year until Vince Lombardi complained about right. it. Well, not Ken Lombardi complained about it. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, why do they keep putting Green Bay in there? Especially Green Bay got six uh, national games, and I'm trying to figure out how. I don't know, because five plus one equals six. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what what what, what um, you know marquee matchup do they have now that Aaron Rodgers is gone? So well, we'll well, I mean, the Lions got five, and I think that's I think a lot of people might consider that a lot for the Detroit Lions. But you know, look, that's an up and coming team, and people are interested in them. So let's let it rip. Is Green Bay an up and coming team? No, no, I was oh, talking about the I'm Lions. Ta- no, the I'm talking about Green Bay though. The, Why do they the get Packers six games? Are, because they're one of those legacy franchises that, that people just care about. Okay. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Well, get over it. This is going to be the last year of that. Uh, after that, the weekend. They're going to get, you know, they're going to get seven next year, despite <laughs> you. <laughs> then after that, they play the Saints. Uh, that's another team that could go either way. They got a new quarterback. I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. So no, I'm not either. 
And then they play the Bears again at Soldier Field. That's on December tenth. Look for the Bears to be look the Bears look for the Bears to be un, be an improved team this year. But certainly, I don't think it's a team the Lions should fear. No, uh, the Broncos the week after that, which has another team that could go either way because I do believe in Sean Payton coaching. So I don't think they're going to be as bad as last year, but I don't think they're going to be real good this year. But you know what? Knowing Sean Payton and knowing Russell Wilson. I could see them winning that division. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not a big Chargers guy. I think the Chargers are one of those puff teams. The Raiders, like you said, they're 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 yeah. a 500 team to me. I think the Broncos could get in this thing. So I'm not by I could see December. Yeah. I could see them being, you know, that's December 15th. So I could see them being eight and seven. You know, then they have Minnesota, and that's uh at Minnesota. Um. Christmas Eve, which is a nice game. Then you have the Saturday night, December 30th game against the Cowboys. ESPN Sunday Saturday night game. Only game playing that day. The rest of the teams play the next day. That'll be an interesting matchup. You know what it seems like this year in pro football, if you want to see pro football, you got to watch the Detroit Lions. They're putting on all the shows. They're, they're the silhouette. Yeah. I, I remember the last time the Lions got a bunch of games, and that was uh, Caldwell's year. Then all of a sudden, every game was terrible. The Denver game, they got spanked. Matt Stafford got benched in the Arizona game. I mean, I remember the last time they got a bunch of games like that when Caldwell was there, and it didn't work out well. They did not handle prosperity well. That was the year after they were supposed to have been, you know, they were supposed to – they're supposed to be good, put it like that, and they they weren't that year. Remember that was a bad year, right? And they weren't ready for any of those primetime games. I think they lost all of them. So, be careful, <laughs> be careful. And finally, they play the Vikings in Detroit, and that game was, hasn't have a time yet. So, to be determined, yeah. So the Vikings were two out of the last three weeks are the Vikings, which is interesting because everything kind of strange, yeah. Everything could be wrapped up by then, right? It's, it's not new or anything like that, but yeah. I think it's a little a little different, yeah. a little strange. So basically overall, you know a schedule to me is a schedule because when you think they're easy, then they end up being hard. If you think they're hard, sometimes the games are easier. Like last year, if you would have thought the Seattle game was going to be a hard game, everybody thought Seattle was a rebuilding team. They had traded Russell Wilson, and that team was going to be lousy, and they ended up going to the playoffs. So you never know yeah. with teams. You just never know. No, you never do. Exactly. Uh, but to me, Kenny, honestly, and I'm not poo-pooing it or anything like that. I know it's it's fun. It's fun for the fans, and it's probably fun to a degree for the players starting out. But if nobody mentions the schedule now to me until opening day, I'd be fine. You know, it really, unless there's you know, developments of different teams, you know, a player injury, a player, you know, a, a trade, something like that. But to me, that the game's a thing. It's a 17-week or 17-game process. To me, the thing that, that, to me, most important right now is Week 19 at Ford Field, and that means one thing. Detroit Lions have won the division, and they're playing a home game at Ford Field in the playoffs. Why don't you, That's uh, my focus. Well, why don't you get week, bigger focus than, say, Week 20? Because you only start you can only start at no, I'm saying get, they get a bye week. Why don't you just uh, get, go all the way big then and say they're going to have a bye week and they won't play the Week 20? Why don't? Why didn't I? You know, I I should have discussed <laughs> yeah, this with think you. Think big. <laughs> don't think small. Think big. If you go think, think big. They're gonna well, have the I'll number one record what. in the league and get a bye. Here's a chance. You to don't want to. You want to dream big, huh? 
Their, their home first home playoff game since 1993, I think, is, is big enough, okay? I would like them to actually have the best record in the conference. If they did that. now I, Best I, record in the conference? Yeah, I said I would like them to have that and then have a bye week and then have a home game. That would be the greatest thing ever because then you're only one winner. You can win two games and be in the Super Bowl in both home games. Jenny, call 911. Pick me up off the floor. I know. <laughs> I know. But let me ask you a question, Mike. Mike, did you yeah. think that the Lions were going to have a, that record back when Barry and then went to the uh, NFC Championships against uh, Washington? Did you think they were going to have the second-best record in the, in the conference then? Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't remember, but – I knew this. I thought they were building a, a good young team. If you look at all the, the players they had on those teams, Kenny, from 1991, 92, 93, 95, and 97, you're talking about not just Pro Bowl players, but all pro players. That was Those, those rosters were stacked. The one, they didn't have the main ingredients, yep. the quarterback. I was going to say that 91 team, though, came back with Rodney Pete being hurt, and nobody knew yep. Barry Kramer when that season started. Very little, anyway. Right. Yeah, I so, agree with you. you know, yeah. So that was surprising that they went all the way to the NFC Championship game. So it could happen. I think this team is set up for success. But like I said, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, incidents happen over the time and things go crazy and people get hurt. But just overall right now coming in as a healthy team, um, this is the best I've felt about a Lions team since probably – and I didn't really feel that good about the one that played Dallas that year, the 214 team or whatever. I, I, oh, thought I, they did, were good. Yeah. I didn't feel good about that team um, offensively. I, I didn't feel that, that good about them. I, defensively, I was Sue and Ansa and those guys. I thought they were pretty good. And they and their, and their deep backfield was weak that year, too, because who was the guy that came from Baltimore they got right it for that year? Uh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, I yeah. know who you're talking You know, they about brought a couple guys in that were just, eh, you know. So this team is a good young team with young ascending players. That's why I feel better about this team than any team since the Barry Sanders years. So we'll see how it works out, though. Now. Oh, we really will. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of the Rooks, the Rooks are yep. having a mini camp this week. I wonder, is this a trial camp or a recamp? I remember before. No, it's not. They would have a big trial camp, and then you take oh. a few guys from there and move to the mini camp. But this is just a, a rookie mini camp. They might sign some, but that doesn't know. I don't think this is a tryout. Okay, so they, they signed a bunch of guys. and There'll be guys out there. I don't know how many players are going to be actually on the field, but all the rookies will be there. And um, a couple of undrafted players I would want to keep an eye on. And for people that don't know, um, you your favorite is Adrian Martinez, the quarterback from Kansas State. But well, know. he's he's known because he's, he's known. what he's a starter. Right. He's a starter for three years at Nebraska. And there's also a. I think it's a safety from Notre Dame. Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph. You know, I looked up to his uh, his, his uh, combine workout and all that. It's just okay. Yeah. wasn't anything special. Right. A five five six two forty. I'm sorry, a four six two forty. But no, he what he played. Uh, he played at Northwestern for three years and came over to Notre Dame right. for his last year and started. Played ten games with ten starts. And so right. look, he's got some he's got some playing time in big time football. Yeah, there's a couple guys I would look at. Uh, the Mohammed Ibrahim, he's going to make the team. Oh, he's going to make Vikings? the team. Yeah, the, Vi- the Minnesota Gophers running back. He's going to make the team. He's going to make the team. I'm telling you right and now. And you say that why? I'm t- because he, the running style, the way he plays, and I don't know why he wasn't drafted, he, at least late. He's going to make the team. Just That's the KB prediction. He's going to make the team. He'll be the last back picked, he'll probably take the Jamar Jefferson spot or whatever, but he Hold will make the team. Hold on a second. I, I, look, I've been through these predictions with you before. Can you just didn't tell me one thing? What? There's no chance hyphenated 
No, no hyphenate. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Yeah, 1,665 rushing yards and 320 carries last year. I mean, wow, and about one of the big ten yeah. back. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't get drafted, too, because he had a heavy workload. But he's definitely the kind of back that uh, the Lions like. And I think they gave him a $100,000 guarantee, you know, to sign. So when you see those big yeah. signings, it's rare. Now, it has been exceptions like that San Diego State guy they drafted. They gave a big contract a, to a couple of years sure. ago that didn't, yeah. they didn't keep. But I think he's he, they got a spot for him. Chase Coda, the wide receiver from Oregon, has a chance to me. And, but the, there's a cornerback. Starling Thomas from Alabama, yeah, I like Birmingham. The name. Yeah, yeah, real fast kid, four three five kid, and, and can play small. But uh, keep an eye on him too. So there are some other guys besides the, um, the the drafted rookies that you'll look at. I'm gonna tell you another thing too. A lot of, uh, three of the rookies signed today, including the right. quarterback Hendon Herner, who is now under contract. So the Lions officially have a backup quarterback, young rookie under contract. That's good though, you know. And it said, look, there's no real, no real reason to hold out anymore. You know, the, the, the contract figures are set in stone, just the way they are. Hey, one thing I looked up though, and I, I think there's, I'm not sure if there's exactly 20 undrafted free agents out there in this in this week's uh, mini camp, but four of them are offensive linemen, three of them are defensive linemen. I, you know, I, I think that sort of points to what teams want to do when they get a chance. At, 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 you know, from starters to the last guy on the on the last guy on the on the on the roster, they want to they want to solidify the interior, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and you know, maybe maybe out of these seven players, they might find an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman that they can you know carry forward and in, 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 in the training camp. Like you never know. Yeah, I mean, but uh, this is the best it makes part. Makes sense to me. You're looking yeah. for you're looking for depth. Right, you're looking for depth. You're not looking. It's not like going into this mini camp. I got to find a starter. I got to go find. Somebody that can fill this hole. Your holes are pretty much filled now. Now you need to fine tune them and get depth behind them. You know that can push the starter, but you sure, got a guy plugged in every position, and that's fine. That's what I, I like about it. Now they say the tackle position could use defensive tackle position can use another guy. Whatever they signed a guy from the Chargers this weekend or this week, so they're they're still maybe out looking. There's still guys out there. A lot of good players still out there, but. You know, now the money is coming down on them, and these guys are going to wait till the last minute to sign. Right, probably, yeah. yeah, probably. And I still say they need to get a quarterback. If Hendon hurt, if Hendon is not going to play this year, is going to be a late player. They need to get another quarterback in. I mean, a legitimate quarterback. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Teddy Bridgewater eventually signs because I don't see him going anywhere else. And you, know, you know, you're going to sit out for nothing and make two or three million dollars or whatever to be a a backup. Yeah, well, obviously you want him in as soon as you can so you can start learning your system. Now, for all we know, he's sitting at home with a playbook right now. I mean, I doubt it, but you never know. Again, just 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 a question of timing when he when he accepts whatever the Lions are offering. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, and there's, the, there's other quarterbacks out there too. There's Carson Wentz. There's a I hate to say it. There's Cam Newton. There's a bunch of quarterbacks out there. That if you just need a backup, there's one games in the league. If they want to be backups, they can be it, and you don't have to pay them. That well, Cam's got a Cam's got a year out of the league, though he didn't play at all. I don't I don't think that works in his favor at all. No, but in an emergency situation, if you just had to find a guy, but he's he's not the type of guy that can be quiet and come in and be a backup. That's that's his that's his problem. I think he'd be on the roster. He matter of fact, he'd still be in New England if he wouldn't open his mouth, you know, as a backup. Right. But he just couldn't control himself, and he you know he thinks this is uh 2012 Cam and. You know, this is 2023, Cam. You, you know, you got to be humble on that. So, 
Yeah, I don't think in his 12th year he shouldn't be worn out. The 12 years is not an eternity anymore for a starting quarterback. It really isn't. Yeah, well, you got that um, that running style, and like I said, it's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. Going to happen to all these guys that run. You're not going like Matthew Stafford is a year older player wise in the league than Cam. You know, he's still throwing and throwing strong, but that running takes a toll on these guys, Mike. You can't play 10, 11, 12 years with that kind of style and think you're going to be the same guy you were, you know, 12 years ago. No, right, especially the pounding that, that Stafford has taken in his career. Yeah, and think how much Cam has taken shoulder surgery, this, that, and Cam's a bigger guy and has taken a lot of punishment. And Lamar Jackson's right. taking the punishment as you look. That's why That's why the whole contract thing to me was about Baltimore saying – Look, the way you play, you're not going to play 12 years. You're not going to be 39 years old playing quarterback because that's not the style. You're, you're running the ball. So that was the, the hold up with the, the signing. To me, it wasn't about his ability. It was about the way he plays and how long can he play that way. And you're going to see him start. It happened with Michael Vick. It happens to all these running quarterbacks, man. That's why – Get well, Michael Vick was Kenny was a little different. There were some socialists in there. No, no, I'm just talking uh, that, about though when different. he started declining, though, and he he was declining even before he went to jail, Mike. You know, even yeah, the last few years in Atlanta, he was getting hurt. Remember, he, no, he, he missed a season when he broke his foot or whatever. I think it was his ankle. Yeah, he yeah. came back the next year and led him to the playoffs. Yeah, but he he wasn't that four two guy that he was when he first came in toward the, you know when he toward the end before he got hurt and then in Philadelphia. He tried to become more of a passer and didn't run as much. But, you know, like I said, it's short-circuited his career. And I just think I know it's nice to go get a, a mobile quarterback that's going to rush for 1,000 yards. If Justin Fields keeps doing anything like he does now where most of his good plays are running plays, he ain't going to last. He was hurt in the Lions game. Remember, he ran, ran a long one, ran another long one, and he's hurt. You know, he's running around with his hip, hip pointers. Well, that's part of his game, though. So he's well, it wasn't part of his that. game at Ohio State. I don't know when this running began with him. You know, this has began since he got to the pros. He wasn't a running quarterback at Ohio State. He sat back in the pocket and threw. Well, I don't think he just got just got fast in the last. Two no, years. I just think that I don't think he's I don't think he's a good passer. I don't I don't think he's a good passer. So no, he's, he's not using not, what he, he hasn't what he does best. Yeah. Right? He's not. You'll see the way Bryce Young plays quarterback and the way he plays quarterback and the way Stroud played at Ohio State and the way he's going to play in the pros. They're not going to be running unless they have to. They're going to throw the ball. And I hope Hendon Herner, Hendon Hooker, Hendon Herner, Hendon Hooker does the same thing because he's athletic, but he doesn't have to run. You get back there and just throw the ball, man. Yeah. So we'll see. I want to see Gibbs this weekend, though. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, same here. I want to see the running back. I really do. It's, look, the defensive players, it's a little different. But you know, if it's a wide receiver, a quarterback, or a running back, you really can, can see him out in the open open ground running and making moves and stuff like that. No, I agree with you. I, I, I have a chance. I have a feeling he's going to be a really, really good player for the Detroit Lions. So sure. They do. sure do. All right, well, that's the wrap uh, for this week, Mike. We got we'll talk next week about the results of that and uh, get ready for the real mini camp with the with the veterans coming in. Any other moves that are made? Uh, just Detroit Lions football. It's, uh, it goes year day to day, week to week, year to year, nonstop. It's NFL all around. Well, they've got one of those OTA workouts next week. It's going to be open to the open to the media. So I look, I look forward to seeing. Is that, that the first one? I believe so, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I've read it correctly. What, what is day is that? Possible. I think it's Thursday. Next Thursday. And that's a, that's I think a so. team workout. 
regular yeah. team, yeah, workout. Yeah. And then rookies, yeah. uh, that would be good to see. So those are like right. those are like training camp practices for people that little don't know bit. what OTAs. Yeah, closer. They're yeah. real close. So it's like a practice, which would be nice to go out and see. Because there's also new coaches out there, too, that, you know, I want to see. You know, you got a new D-line coach. You got That's the interesting part to me, too. I, I don't hate that I'm about to leave, but I want to bring it up. The, the new coaches, how they're going to mesh and how would a D-line change with a new coach because the D-line coach from last year is in Carolina now. Um, Deuce Staley's gone, the running back coach gone. You got a new running back coach now. I just want to see how this will mesh, you know, with the with the older guys, with the guys, the way they were doing things last year. That's very important. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, I think any change, you know, there's a certain amount of uncertainty, but if you look at the change the Detroit Lions made a year and a half ago on, on, on an offensive coordinator, worked out pretty well. So did the D-back change uh, last year when they fired play? Yep, worked out pretty worked well. Out pretty Absolutely. good. So Absolutely. Yeah, I was watching Hard Knocks. It was on NFL Network the other day, and they were, Anthony Pleasant was talking to Chase Lucas, and I'm like, man, little did he know at that time he wouldn't make it the whole year. I mean, he, just, he, was, he was talking about everything that was going to happen. I'm like, you're not here six weeks from, this, from that point. I'm like, you just right. never know. You know, you right. never know. So. All right, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com. Check them out. There's some nice video on there, uh, nice stuff going on about the Detroit Lions. And um, on the Mitch Album Show on WGR Radio, we'll be having Lion guests on from time to time this offseason. So get your Lions fixed. All right, Mike O'Hare, talk to you next week. All right, Kenny Brown. All right.